You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. County business, the subject here on Lincoln Live today with the chair of the Lancaster County Board, Deb Shore. Deb, thanks for being here on Lincoln Live. I hope you're having a great day. We are going to catch up on a lot of things, folks. One, a good place to start would be from a conversation that I had yesterday on Lincoln Live with Lincoln Police Chief Teresa Ewens as we talked about the bridge. And I asked her what she meant by a comment where she sees this as an opportunity. The bridge, of course, is uh, an an agency that... uh, takes in people referred to by law enforcement who maybe have a drug problem, maybe have a a drinking problem, an issue that warrants uh, the intervention of law enforcement. And it's not just a jail. That's not the place for for these folks to go. And so the police chief sees it as an opportunity to have some forward thinking. How can these people best be treated and wrapped into social programs that can help them instead of having them just be a, in a revolving door. Come in, come out, come in again, come out, and then maybe even come back in again. Deb, all that said, uh, tell me what your thoughts are about the statement made by the police chief that this affords an opportunity to do things right. Well, we certainly appreciate, you know, the long relationship that we have had with the bridge, and they will continue to be an important service provider in this community. Um, That having been said, um, you know, over time, philosophies change, best practices change, and this really does give us an opportunity to to do things differently. Uh, We spent a lot of time researching um, other communities, as I said, best practices, on um, how to most efficiently and effectively serve this very challenging um, population. And we really are moving from more of a a law enforcement type of model where um, these individuals who um, have been retained in civil protective custody for for their own safety and the safety of of the community from a kind of a law enforcement, uh, we'll put them in in a padded jail until they, you know, sober up or no longer un- under the, you know, effects of uh, a variety of substances and place them more, it's more of a, a treatment model where um, they have access to a recliner and they can wait comfortably until a um, they can be re- released to a responsible adult. And, you know, during that time, have the opportunity to to speak with them, to begin that process of connecting them with important community services so they can get a handle on their addictions or their abuse issues or mental health issues, whatever the the circumstance might be. So 
um, rather than just, you know, wait for them to sober up and release. It is really more of an opportunity to begin that wraparound component to get them connected. And where will the bridge be located in the future, Deb? The, we uh, will be renovating um, the uh, existing police garage. It is uh, just two blocks to the west of uh, the city-county complex, so it will be very convenient uh, for, for law enforcement. Um, we are utilizing, um, we've set aside up to $2 million for renovation of that facility into, um, you know, kind of that complex that um, I just explained, where it's a, a, a comfortable, convenient place for, for people to wait and until they, they can be released. So um, that process is beginning um, as we speak, and I think it's a great use of ARPA funds because it is capital construction, so we can expend those funds and aren't really uh, relying on that for ongoing costs. Deb, you've, t- you've taken me to another subject here. You mentioned the ARPA funds. Uh, The county board is in the process of asking members of the community, rural portions of Mm -hmm. Lancaster County especially, about uh, their needs and their wants in terms of broadband. There are places out in the county where it's tough to get a signal at all, and uh, Mm -hmm. they have to go to other pieces of technology to bring in television and Internet and broadband. Uh, I mentioned ARPA funds. The, the plan is to use some of the, the federal money to help make that happen? Right. We have set aside um, you know, up to $10 million for the expansion of, of broadband out, you know, outside of Lincoln into the more rural parts of Lancaster County. Certainly was a need that was um, highlighted during the pandemic when people started working from home and you know, schooling from home. And um, it's still just, you know, entertainment options available for people. So we are having two um, different opportunities for constituents to come in and talk with our consultant and talk with the members of the county board about what they would like to see this service look like. Um, They are coming up in September. Uh, The first one is September 14th, and that will be um, at the first community center. And it is intended for um, residents in the southern part of Lancaster County. But um, if you aren't available um, that night, and we've got uh, one the following night, it will be held from 4.30 to 6.30. And then the next night on the 15th, um, we are in Davie. And that's kind of focused on the northern part of the county. And, again, same time, uh, 4.30 to 6.30. So people can pick the one that's most convenient to them and, um, we're just interested in hearing um, how how these funds can be utilized to best benefit our, our um, rural residents. Deb, do you have a sense of the lack of broadband out in the county? That might come as a surprise to some people these days in the 21st century. Here we are, 2023, and they're thinking, what? People don't have broadband in, in some places? Right. Do you have a, you have right. a sense of how uh, how problematic that is? Our our our, um, our our speeds for the rural part of Lancaster County put us uh, like in the bottom bottom quarter per, bottom percent um, of counties statewide. I mean, we are 
near the bottom. We are, I don't know, 80, 85th out of the counties, and that's, that's embarrassing. I mean, Lincoln is one of the highest-ranked cities, and then to have the rural parts of the county be you know, way at the bottom um, of our 93 counties, uh, we need to deal with this. And so we've got a consultant that's helping us through that process, and, um, boy, we'd like to get this up and running soon because we know it's a need. You're also looking for community input to help form a strategic plan. Our strategic plan has um, has kicked off uh, while well, we started last month, uh, working with um, kind of getting the input from um, from our employees. Uh, the next step is going to kind of be our community stakeholders. Um, you know, I'll use like the Chamber of Commerce or the Lincoln Independent Business Association, Realtors, Home Builders, some of those stakeholder groups who work with a lot. And then the third step, the most important step, is hearing from uh, Lancaster County residents about where they would like to see Lancaster County move in the next, you know, three to five to 10 to 15 years. So we've got two sessions coming up. Uh, The first one is August 30th, and these are both going to be held at the Lancaster County Extension Office, um, kind of centrally located in the county. Um, and there's no need to, to RSVP to any of these events that I've talked about today. The first one is August 30th from 6.30 to 8.30. And then again the following day on the 31st from 1.30 to 3.30. And if they need any inform- additional information on either of those um, you know, community input uh, events, uh, certainly go to lancaster.ne.gov to our webpage, and there's information there. We have about five minutes left in our conversation here. Talk about the uh, county action earlier this week on property tax valuations. Tuesday, uh, we took final action on all of the property the uh, property tax valuations. Um, that was a process that began in January. Um, there's a, three different steps where people could appeal their property tax valuations whether it's commercial, residential, or agricultural. Uh, We had 600 appeals this year, which is a very low number. Um, We expect a significant number, higher number next year when we do a complete residential reevaluation. So um, took that final action, and I think what's interesting is this the first year we went um, paperless. Everything was done uh, electronically, and so it was easy for our um, members of the county clerk's office and the county assessor's office and Great Plains Appraisal, who's our uh, referee on this project, to, to all work together. Of course, we still have um, constituents who um, wanted to provide paper, and so shout out to our county clerk's office who spent time scanning uh, those documents in, so everything was handled electronically and, and by phone, so it was a great success. Deb, enough time for you to introduce listeners to Barney, the county's therapy dog. There, there are days when um, you just want to smile, and we had one this week. We got to meet Barney. Barney is the new uh, Lancaster County therapy dog. Um, we wrote a grant that um, is underwriting uh, his um, basic costs, um, but uh, he came to us from um, up. Lifting Paws, which is a uh, local um, entity that trains dogs um, more commonly to be service dogs, and it was determined that Barney was a better fit for uh, a therapy dog. He loves to to love and to get love, 
And um, so he is going to be housed out of our human services department. One of our uh, employees then will take Barney home at night. He'll live at home with one of our employees and uh, will be available during the day um, to um, the county attorney's office uh, when people might need a little bit of a uh, little bit of, of therapy or a little bit of love during stressful times in their life, um, whether it's a domestic violence situation or um, maybe a child abuse um, situation. Um, we'll also be available to the police department um, for domestic violence situations. And um, as I said, our, our human services department with interactions with the juvenile justice system when um, young people are um, maybe at, at trying times in, in their lives. So, uh, we are really excited about this, and um, in the county, we use um, Outlook as our scheduling system, kind of our calendar calendaring system uh, for all of our employees to schedule meetings, and Barney has his own Outlook calendar, so various county and, and city departments could um, reach out to, to him, you know, uh, as, as needed and, and schedule time with Barney, so uh, he is a, a beautiful a one-year-old uh, Labrador. Wow, we covered a lot today. The bridge, broadband, and Barney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all in the same conversation. All in, all yeah. in the same. So, Good stuff. Yeah. Now, this just demonstrates there's a lot going on out in the county. Right. Uh, and also just the, the wide variety of things that the county board does. And it, we kind of fly under the radar a lot. So I appreciate you um, giving me the opportunity to talk about what's going on in uh, county government. We always catch up with the chair of the county board, Deb Shore, on Lincoln Live.